episode of Jet Dunlap. That's right, I omitted exciting, although it is, and that was just to make it more exciting. See that dramatic pause? You can't, but you can hear it, and you felt it, and it was dramatic. In today's episode, I cover a myriad of different topics, but they're all of the same theme. First off, I noticed upon re-listening for my editing purposes that I save jet lash. I have jet lash, I say, very soon in the show when you hear it. And I feel like that was a real missed opportunity on jet lag. Most people can't use that as a thing, and uh, I forgot to. So what a stupid thing when I could have said, I have jet lag, and that would have made sense because that means that I'm lagged from being jet. <laughs> I'm, I'm lagged from being me. And then the other thing I talk about today is not just jet lag, it is I explain to you a little bit about how I feel on what happened in the month of January in this country. And the month of January was a hard month for me because of school, because of work. I was busy, didn't get a lot of episodes out, and so you're hearing about the Capitol at this point. And I'm just giving you folks a new perspective. Now you're thinking, Jet, I hear a new perspective if I want to flip between CNN and Fox News. I'm not doing that. I'm giving you how humans are, how they relate to the world that they observe, and what effect that has on their perception without any bias. And when I say I don't have a bias, I mean that. I don't mean this is unbiased news, which is the most biased news in the world. And, uh, you know, fair and balanced, all that stuff. It's nonsense, but I mean it because you've heard my show, and I'm going to stop explaining because if you listen this far, you know what I'm talking about. I warn you about what to pay attention to and what not to pay attention to. I explain... Yeah, I'm going to say it's my concept, but of course there's probably someone else out there. Or it is my concept. Well, because I haven't seen it somewhere else, I guess I could call it my concept. So my concept of paying attention and how when we think about something, we're actually using the currency of our mind and the currency of our mind is extremely valuable because the currency of our mind takes time. And unlike money, mind currency cannot be repaid. You can lose all your money and make it back, but you can't lose all your time and make that back. So I talk about the importance of that. I talk briefly about birds, my connection with them, and then how there's a theory out there that birds aren't real. And I'll let you know how I feel about that theory. But here's something I've never done before, and something I've been told by my friends who don't actually do the thing that they're telling me to do, but I'm going to tell you to do it anyway. Take a second and subscribe to the show. Tell other people you listen to this show. I am paying my attention to this. I am paying with the currency of my time to this show because I find it valuable and I've seen what it's done for people. So I continue to do this because I care about people. And I care about you. So please subscribe if you haven't before and leave a comment. Tell us what your favorite shows are so other people can find those shows. If you found one that was amazing on addiction, recommend it to someone who has a problem with that. You found one that was amazing about relationships, recommend it to someone who has a problem with relationships. 
This is what we do as humans to get to the next level of sanity in this country and in this world is sharing the good stuff and maybe sometimes sitting on the bad stuff. What we like to do is share the bad stuff because that spikes our adrenaline. It spikes their adrenaline and people will pay you attention. But all you're doing is becoming a promoter of this toxic world we live in. And you don't want to be a toxic promoter. We've seen what happens when you do that. So share the good stuff. I feel that this show is one of those things. In a moment here, I'm going to have you skip with me as we hold hands down the psychopath. But before that, I want you to listen to something and think on it while you listen to this little jingle I play before my episode, and here it is. Pay attention to what you pay for with the currency of your mind. If you don't mind it, it doesn't matter. And if it doesn't have matter, it isn't real. Do you get that? What you pay with the currency of your attention will manifest in your life and it will live in your heart and it'll spread like a virus, good or bad. And I want you to be able to bring more good to this world for yourself and for the people around us and the people who live in it. Because if nothing else, for the last four years, we've seen the alternative and we don't want to live with that again. So now, you have something to think about as I go into episode 119 of Psychotherapy. Thank you so much for listening. Have you ever found yourself listening to this show and thinking to yourself that's two selves in a very short period of time? So I already subtract five points from my podcast score. But do you ever find yourself, (laughs) I'm about to do it again, listening to this show and thinking, what is he talking about? And then somehow it comes back to a good place and it all makes sense. The only reason I put in that last part is because I remember that the episode that you have heard last was actually pretty good. What I'm referring to is the old me. I have been editing an episode of my show, and I think I started somewhere around the 9th, and it is now, I don't know, the 25th of January. And the reason it has taken me so long is because well, whenever I have an episode where when I'm done, I pump my fist in the air like Tom Cruise in Top Gun well, after his mission, I know that I am in trouble. So if I go nailed it, oh man, slam dunk swish, I'm in the zone, then I'm in trouble. This episode I'm referring to had some stupendous points, some incredible information spelled out in a way that is unique. And still not going to alienate people. So it's new in its resonance, but old in its message. And I would love for you to hear it. However, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I have jet lash. I have taken too much of me in my ears. And (laughs) that's something you hear every day. And it's just, it's just impossible. I, 
I think that some of it is that I've been editing it over a long period of time. Now, when I say that it was like the 9th or the 25th, it's it's not a 16,000-hour document, um, audio document, file. It is that I keep coming back to it. It has some heavy topics. It was at a very heavy time. And believe it or not, that is <laughs> miles ago now because this was pre-election right after the uh, siege on the Capitol. And now I'm sitting here in uh, you know all rainbows and lollipops because the world seems to have done okay. But at the time, I was explaining a very complex concept that I had just told my friend. And after I disseminated this information to him, in the style that I had only talked to my wife about, he's like, wow, you got to tell people about that. That's unique. And I agree with him. And it would have worked in that episode, but because I bounce around so much, I don't think the impact is there. So I'm going to try and do a little jet rap. I wouldn't really do that. When I was a kid, though, we had multiplication rap. It was like one plus one, which equals two. Two plus two, I never got that far, so I don't know what that equals. But the first one, I think I did one and one. Wait, that's not multiplication. So I didn't even get to multiplication. But my point is, I'm going to try and wrap up that episode. So here we go. Topic one. Topic one. Okay. The siege on the Capitol. It sounds like when you say that Gerard Butler should be playing the guy who stopped those folks who went and sieged the Capitol. Here it is. You understand the concept of thoughts are things. You've read the books. You've seen the secret. But you've also heard about it in the Bible. That's right, the Christian Bible or the Jewish Bible, which is the old version of the Bible that doesn't have the new version because they have the same Bible as Christians and Catholics, but they only have the old version, the new version. They think Jesus is great. He's just not all that for them. So those two religions at least have the idea that if you think a thing, it will create the thing, whether through prayer, which is focused energy, or if it's actually just saying, I have it, and considering yourself in possession of a thing that ends up being yours. I've studied a lot of religions. They all agree on this. What you think happens in some form because we are creators. And let's go down to the atomic level. Most of our reality is nothing, meaning that 90% of atoms are no thing. It's like 99%, but, you know, I don't have the science in front of me and my memory is very selective. So you get it. And it's only the illusion of density that gives us the material world we understand. So, if you think something, it comes into existence. How does that have to do with politics, Jet Dunlap? Because <laughs> you're, you're worried I'm going to think you're talking to another Jet. A group of people who have been passed over. And you're thinking, I don't want to hear this argument. Well, you're going to have to feels alienated, feels like they're an analog creature in a digital world. They feel like people are talking down to them. They feel like the liberals are the ones who are in charge of them at the office. And they're tired of being put down. They're tired of their beliefs being belittled, and they're tired of uh, being mocked 
on late night or other shows, even by their own party. Now, let's say some of those folks don't have access to the education that you do, my smart, intelligent, well-off listeners. Well, what happens is, like myself, I obviously, you know, struggle with dyslexia and ADD. So reading for me is so difficult that today when Gina gave me something to read about Photoshop, I got physically upset. Like, I mean, I didn't cry or anything, but I was like, I was like, ah, I can't do this. I had to walk away because sometimes my brain during periods where I'm tired or I'm at the end of the cycle of my medication, this is a bit of an overshare, but here it is. I can't read, you know, and that's tough. Most of life takes reading. When I send a text message, I think I said it to you on the last episode, I have to write it very slowly, listen to it, write it a little more, listen to it, and then I have to, if it's important, show it to Gina before I text it. And if it's on social media, I always have to show it to her. So normally the text, not as much unless it's long, and I don't want to do it, I'd rather be wrong, but I can't see the words that are missing. So that's tough. So here I am to give you a little bit of relatability to those people who feel disenfranchised. Now, these words get destroyed, right? They get overused, and then they mean nothing. I actually studied the phenomenon that occurs if you say a word so often that it loses all meaning. It's actually a thing that the brain ignores, but of course I won't remember what that term is. So I have the same problems that people who are undereducated have. I can't become a uh, firefighter. I can't become a real estate agent. These jobs would be great jobs for me if I wanted a job. These are things that I've looked into and tried. I can't pass your tests. I can't pass your tests. I just, my brain, (laughs) I don't understand multiple choice. I see three options as being viable. And that's not being cute or sarcastic or using this... uh, as a perfect situation to explain the thing that I have, I see three possibilities in every single multiple choice question as being possible, knowing that I think with the creative side of my brain, even for logical thought. We've talked about that before. So let's say that group like me has a lot of people who talk over their heads and a lot of people who want to tell them what to do and they feel like they have no control. Then someone comes along and says, You're special. The old ways are the best ways. I want to bring back what your dad and grandfather said existed. And these guys my age or a little older hear the stories that they did from their parents. And that sounds good. A job for every person. An average American can afford a house. I don't know anyone my age who can unless they were very lucky, went into a profession like being a lawyer or a doctor, or their family had money. And I'm not a kid. So it's a different world. And when you're sitting around and mostly people live at home or live with other people or are still renting, and they're thinking, I want to feel like I matter. I want to be significant to my kids and wife. I want to have a world where I have meaning because the world I live in says that my worth is only based on my possessions and I don't own anything because things are too expensive. And that's because the richest population, the uh, baby boomers are keeping all their money. So (laughs) there's a generation of people who are poor. And so this guy comes along and says, I'll give you all a magic wand and I'll give you all a pool and I'll give you a, uh, you know, a hat, a free hat, and I'll give you all these things. 
And none of those things happen. But it still feels good to have someone telling you tomorrow is going to be better than yesterday. And then you find out he's going away. And when you find out he's going away, you find out that he was robbed. It was stolen. Now, you've had things robbed and stolen from you. You've been told, oh, we're not hiring anyone like you because you're not the demographic we're trying to fill. You've been told that uh, you're too stupid. You've been told that you don't fit this quotient. You've been told this, that, and the other thing. I think that what happened was terrible. And I'm not justifying it. What I am saying is that there is a huge group of people in this country who are not happy with the way the world is. And when I was explaining this to him, I was trying to get him to understand too that there's also a decrease in religion. And there's a decrease inside of religion of the people who are faithful. People of God, when I was a kid, they had faith. And they had an understanding of truth. Because the guy or the gal at the front of the room was telling it, and they had a fairly pure heart. Now, there were some, you know, bad eggs out there. There always will be. But I like to think that there were more good folks preaching than bad folks. And it wasn't all about taking money. People had hope, and they wouldn't fall for anything. But here comes the point that comes back to old Jet's theory. Once the internet came out, and people could see or agree with 30 million people who say it's not as good as it used to be. Now remember, used to be is a place that doesn't exist. Used to be, or should have been, are next door to wishes. But let's say there's 30 million people who say you deserve more. You're great. You should have two cars and a three-bedroom house. And there should be a job that you can get right out of high school. I agree with that. I don't know how to make it happen, but I agree with that. And this is just a perspective experiment that, you know, I discussed with my friend. And this is just on the Capitol siege. And you're thinking, why is he talking about politics? I'm getting to that. These people believe that they were under direct order of the President of the United States. And if they had gone to constitutional court... And they had argued that in the Constitution, it does say that if you are told by the president to revolt, then you can. Now, I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but what I am saying is that the way we acted in this was as if none of this made sense. My question is, how have we not seen this coming for 20 years? People believe in what they hear most. And what people hear most now is anything. Have you ever heard the theory of birds aren't real? Birds aren't real. Birds aren't real came out a while ago, but I really picked up steam during the time of QAnon. And uh, I hope never to say that website again, but it is for this example. And what it was, was this guy, who's 20 years old at the time, started putting on these signs, birds aren't real, it's just a conspiracy to have uh, the government spy on us, okay? And the theory is that back during Richard Nixon's presidency, uh, he let out these super birds, and they went and killed all the regular birds, and then he replaced them with robot birds. Now, 
Birds Aren't Real got more and more popular. It got more and more followers. More and more people were interested. Reddit started getting more of a spread of this concept. Birds don't exist. They're all drones to give information back to the government. Now, the other one, the name of the website I mentioned prior to the bird one, is a phenomenon. It is a power. Because now all you have to do is say it, be vague, and people will listen. There are large numbers of people who have groups who spend tons of money on merchandise that believe that birds are all robots. You ever seen a dead bird? You see any robot parts? Me neither. I'm having a big bird moment in my life. A bunch of raptor birds have been coming to my property, and that's another episode. And you're thinking, what is he talking about? Well, I've been able to, you know, get birds to come to me. Not considering myself St. Francis, for those of you who know the Bibble, but uh, that's another story. My point is that that is having traction. But these other sites that say what people want to hear, or just enough to get them thinking in the wrong direction, are selling things. They're making money off it. The birds aren't real guy makes tons of money off a of merch. That's the deal. He doesn't believe in it. He's been interviewed. The Audubon Society tried to interview him. And he stayed completely vague on the point that he's trying to push because he wants people who think it's BS to buy and he wants people who think it's real to buy. That's 100% of the population. Now, people who go to that other website I was talking about usually start as people who are skeptical. But then it's vague and points you in the directions of things that have inconsistencies or points you in the direction of websites that they've set up or strategically puts you in the direction of a website that leads you to what they want you to think. Let me tell you a little secret, friendos, from your Jet Dunlap who is breaking precedent and actually talking about something that I don't usually mention. The president that just exited whose name I also won't say, was way better than the one who comes along that you don't know what they're doing. This guy who was in the White House for the last four years said everything he thought. Even before he really even finished thinking it, he had said it. We knew what he was going to do. We knew why he was going to do it. And he didn't like to be told what to do, and he fought everyone, and it turned out that because of COVID, he was kicked out of the office. Because of COVID, let's not forget that in March of last year, which would have been 2020, or even in February, he would have won re-election because of the economy. What if one of him comes along who is quiet, who says everything you want to hear but does everything differently? What about that? That's what we have to look out for. That's what we have to be on guard for. And am I telling you about conspiracy stuff? No. I'm saying what we think, what we feel, what we focus on, what we pay attention to. What is paying attention? Well, my audience is now going to hear it in a very special way. When you pay attention, you give units of your mental currency to that. I will pay $10 of attention to Facebook, depending on what your hourly rate is. Some of you are paying $50,000 an hour to Facebook. And that attention payment is in time. You are worshiping it. You are praying at the altar of Facebook. And every time you feel influenced or angry or happy or sad 
or any other emotion, and that keeps you there, you are paying it with more of your time. Now, what's more valuable, money or time? You can lose all your money and make it back. You can't lose all your time and make it back. With these websites, with what happened to the Capitol, here's where I'm going. My audience doesn't get to pay attention to things that are not going to serve them in this special thing we have called life. No matter what you believe, this incarnation that we have at current is temporary. And therefore it is precious. And we want to live it to its fullest. And you can't do that if you get sucked into the vortex of politics right now. Even sports is better. Anything that you put your focus into that brings positivity is better. But be careful what you pay the currency of your mind with. The reason I mentioned that group at the beginning and the capital is that think of how much currency they've put into this cause. One day they wake up in a sweat and they go, oh my God, this is BS. One of the guys who showed up to a capital protest on, uh, what was it like? Oh, the 20th, so election day. Really windy, the you know country was pretty cold. It was one guy, and he drove 300 miles, and there was an article about him. He drove 300 miles, one guy, he has a flag, no one else is there. When he's driving home that day, he feels doubt. But here's the thing about doubt. He feels doubt about all the things that he's been told, but he's put four years, ten years into that. And people don't like change. They don't like malleability. So he says, well, I still have to believe in what I believe in. Those other people are bad. They're paying attention to the wrong thing. Because it felt reminiscent and because it seemed easy. Let me tell you about the theory of doing nothing or the world of yesteryear coming true tomorrow. It's not going to happen. That's just not. No one's coming to rescue you and no one's going to give you something. Maybe someone's coming to rescue you, you know, handsome firefighter or something. Uh, if you burn your house down. But don't do that. That's silly. And I don't have to say they're handsome. I could just send firemen. You're a weirdo, Jet. I understand people. I understand their motivation. And what I want to do is cure people of the motivation that wastes their life energy and hurts their family and hurts their friends. I'm not a new belief. Do you get that? I am telling you that there are things out there worth doing that do not involve or require that kind of belief. Pay attention to nature. What? Jet, you hippie. Do I sound like a hippie? I don't think so. But do it. I've lived out in nature in the la- for the last five years, and it profoundly changes you. Go outside. Walk around. This sounds like a prescription from a lunatic. I understand that. Decompress, my friends. I got rid of Facebook. Sure, I want people to tell me how great my photos are. What does that do? Boost my ego for a minute. I go to great lengths to show people something in the light I want them to see it in. What does that do? Nothing. Walking, running, 
these animals that have been coming to me. I had a little coyote pop up the other day when I was working in my yard. It was amazing. Jed, are you telling us to stop thinking about politics and go on hikes and see coyotes? Yes, that's what I'm saying. But moreover, I'm saying there are a lot of people out there who are getting paid to try and steal your attention. And what starts as a thing that you kind of don't believe in can cascade into a thing that you believe in so fundamentally that the only thing that matters to you in life is that belief and everyone else in your life is an enemy of that belief. That can happen to good people. And it's not fair. The tobacco industry had to come forward and say, yes, this is addicting. Yes, we make it addicting. Addicting? Addictive? Yes, we make it addictive. You know, I'm dyslexic. I told you earlier. I have trouble with these words, these blurts. And then you can still buy tobacco, right? You can still smoke. Word is out. It will kill you. People still smoke. Does it make any sense that anyone ever smoked again? No. Did they still smoke? Yes. I smoked. I smoked when I was young. It was great. Felt great. How about alcohol? Alcohol is addictive. 100 billion, cotillion, fatillion percent. Look at any science that isn't sponsored by Anheuser-Busch. It's addictive. It'll get you. Sugar, same thing. But they can sell it to you. And they put it out there under the guise of freedom of choice. Freedom of expression. Freedom of commerce. Same thing with Facebook. Same thing with conspiracy theories. And conspiracy theory is tough. Because there are theories out there that people don't believe in that end up being true. But you know what is right and what is wrong. Let's say there's something out there that you even fundamentally believe in but you have no control over. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Let's say I decided that birds aren't real. I believe the birds are real. Let's, I'm going to put that on the record. You, know? you can go ahead and write that in the sky. Jet Dunlap believes that birds are real. That's my, that's my stance. But let's say I did believe that they were fake. Who cares? What am I going to do? Uncover the Area 51, this is how they believe it, Area 51 fake bird scandal that Richard Nixon put into play? Am I going to uncover that? No, I'm not. I don't have that kind of bird power. I don't have that kind of clearance. Why not pay that attention towards woodwork? Why not pay that attention towards an instrument? Why not pay that attention towards your kids or your husband or your wife? or your dog, or your passion, or your family, or skipping stones on the side of a river, or taking a pair of binoculars and looking at them fake birds. This is what I do know, and I've been studying Native Americans recently, but I had this understanding of them a long time ago. My grandmother and grandfather were very interested, and they went to a lot of archaeological digs, and my grandmother had a lot of artifacts, and my grandfather on my father's side. So I learned a lot about them when I was a kid. And being a person who hangs out in the eastern Sierra Nevadas, I've learned a lot since I was young because I am in those areas. But I believe in what they believe in, 100%. Earth is our everything. It gives us everything we have. And not to be morbid, but we will belong to Earth one day. The Indians say that our veins are the water and our bones are the earth, and that is where we're going. Don't think of that morbidly. We came from nowhere. We're going somewhere. We know that from this show. I'm the first one to tell you. But we belong to this place, and we only live because of it. 
if you start listening to nature, and I'm not, and why do I keep telling you I'm not a hippie? I'll, I'll punch you if you keep calling me a hippie. Jet? Jet's brain? Clearly I'm not a hippie. I'm too aggressive. But I'm going to say some hippie stiff. Stiff? I'm going to say some hippie stiff. Ready? Nature will guide you. Religion, spirituality, stick with that. But nature will guide you. Listen. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've listened and it's guided me. We got to be good to this planet for the people who are coming next. We got to be good to this planet because it's good to us. It's also an amazing way to ground yourself. Go out in the morning if you wake up early and, you know, let yourself feel the sun. Let yourself feel the wind. Let yourself feel the rain. A lot of songs about that. Look at something beautiful outside. Even in the most urban city, there's something. Find a flower, a fake bird, a cloud. This is an amazing place we live on. It's incredible. It's beautiful. And it's us. It's like looking inside through the outside. And if this sounds hokey and crazy and kooky and the only thing you got out of this episode is that birds aren't real and you want to start believing in that, well, full speed ahead. I I look forward to your uh, proof of robot birds. It's going to be tough. But if not, I'm trying to tell you there's so many ways out there to lose your mind. And if not, just lose your time. They may not hook you so much that you go crazy or that you can recognize that you've gone crazy. But I could name five close friends who have parents or grandparents or brothers or sisters who are obsessed with conspiracy websites. I call them websites. I know I call them websites. But I know people who are obsessed with those, not websites, but websites. And it's consumed them at the expense of their family. Don't pay that attention. Don't give people the currency of your time because your time is valuable. And even if you say, hey, nature boy, go suck an egg. Okay, play video games. I don't care. What I'm saying is don't give it to something that just causes pain for you and everyone around you. The reality of this world right now is that that device in our pocket tells us things that aren't true and our ape brain doesn't understand how to differentiate truth from fiction when it's written down. Too much time as a human, our perspective of real and fake is being altered for the first time in that way. Breathe, meditate, walk, you know, skydive, anything. I'm not going to give you any more suggestions. Dig holes. I like digging holes. I'm out of words. You're out of time. If you got them ears to listen, I got them words to say, but not anymore because I'm done. Thank you for listening. Please do not look into this bird thing. I'm Jet Dunlap. You walked the psychopath, and I'm going to lead you to the exit. Good night. Or good day. I'll talk to you next time.
Thank you for listening to Psychotherapy. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our channel. And if you liked today's episode, please leave a comment. We look forward to hearing from you next time. Thanks a lot.